Welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo, and as always, I'm, I'm so excited to be here with you. On this broadcast, I'm going to be talking about how to live as more than a conqueror in your everyday life. You know, but how do you live more as more than a conqueror? You live, you are more than a conqueror through Christ. That's how you do it. So before we just dive in and get started, I just want to, I want to pray. So Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this word tonight. I thank you, Lord, that your word is truth. I thank you, Lord, and I pray that all who hear this message, Lord, those on the live broadcast and those who will listen to the replay or hear this in YouTube or on YouTube, on the podcast, whichever way, Lord, I pray that this message of your word of truth, Lord, would go forth and it would be planted deeply into the hearts of the hearers, Lord, the watchers, the listeners, and that the enemy will not be able to steal this word away. And Lord, we just give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory, and we magnify the name of Jesus Christ, your precious Son and our precious Savior. Lord, we just thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So welcome, welcome. I see you guys jumping on and it's always such a pleasure to see you and to be with you and then, you know, to read your comments later. And if any of you, um, you know, need someone to pray with you, if you're experiencing some kind of, um, you know, sickness, you need healing, you know, I believe that well, not even I believe, I know that God has given me the mandate to help the multitudes to live in victory. And I'm so passionate about healing. And I try, you know, my best to give you all the tools that you need to be, you know, to live victoriously and yes, to be more than a conqueror. So I believe this message is going to be such a blessing for you tonight. So again, welcome. I'm so glad to see you here. So how do you live? every day of your life as more than a conqueror. And that doesn't mean that you'll never have a bad day, right? Jesus said, in this world, you'll have trials, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And we overcome because he overcame, right? He is our victory. And he, if, if Jesus is your Lord, his spirit lives in you. This is, this is just so awesome. So just recently, one morning, when I woke up, and you know this happens frequently, and I love sharing these revelations that the Lord gives me early, early in the morning when I wake up. But just recently, I woke up one morning, and I just knew the Holy Spirit was speaking, you know, and this is why it's good to have your phone kind of nearby. I think I had it on the floor, you know, near me, and I just grabbed it. I knew the Holy Spirit was speaking, but I wasn't fully, like, fully wide awake yet, and so I recorded, I just, you know, with the raspy wake up voice, you know, I just hit record and just recorded what the Holy Spirit was saying so that I could still, you know, sleep and then go back and listen to it later. But this is what he said. And I transcribed it so I could have it for you for this broadcast. But this is what he was saying. And it's really neat because the Holy Spirit was communicating with my spirit, right? He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. So when the Holy Spirit speak, speaks, sometimes it's just, it's a clear thought, but it it's bearing, you know, it's, it's coming through my voice 
through my spirit, but it was the Holy Spirit speaking. I hope that makes sense. It wasn't the audible voice, but it was just what was coming to me. And so I was speaking as the words were coming and I knew that it was the Lord. So this is what he said. He said, the name of Jesus, the name above all names. We as Christians need to be the strongest people on the planet. We need to stand together and help others to realize this good news that's only in Jesus Christ. He gave us his word. He gave us his name. He gave us his spirit. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus because Jesus has already defeated the enemy. And in Christ, right, in him and him in us, we have every, every ability to live the life that God has called us to live and to be on this earth and represent him. And that is what he spoke. And I, I was, oh, Lord, thank you for this word. So this is what came forth. And honestly, I forgot about it. And then the Lord brought it back to me, you know, and I like to go back. What, what was, you know, what was said here? It's really good idea to do that because, you know, when you first wake up, you're not fully awake. Sometimes, you know, the Holy Spirit is speaking and we need to pay attention to that, right? You need to pay attention to that as well. Romans 8.37 says this, you know, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Him who? Jesus. He, he loved you so much and he loved me so much that he went, he, he, he died for us. And then God resurrected him and then God sent the very spirit of his son to live in every single believer that would want Jesus Christ as their Lord. Oh, so beautiful. God always knows what you need when you need it. And he always knows what I need when I need it, right? He's always ready with the answer as soon as we seek him out, boom. And that morning, I mean, I, I woke up and he was speaking. He, and, and obviously he knew that I was going to pay attention and grab my phone. So how to live life as more than a conqueror in your everyday life. You know, Jesus said in John 6, 63, he said, the words I speak to you, they're spirit and they are life, right? God gave us his word. The word of God is Jesus. It's just so cool. You know, I heard a preacher once say, and I never forgot this, that if you took the entire word of God, right? And you put it in a blender and you poured it like Jesus would come out because the word of God is Jesus. And I was like, oh, Ah, I really like that, right? And then I thought, hmm, think about that for you. As you put God's word in you, in you, saturating yourself with, with the word of God, you know, what does God say? You know, after the gospels, then you've got the, the epistles, right? Which is where we live now, right? After the resurrection of Christ, we've got the spirit of Jesus living in us, according to Galatians 4, 6, right? So you think about that. You saturate yourself with the world, with the word, not with the world, with the word of God. And then as things of the world get thrown at you, Jesus is what's revealed to the world, right? There's a problem. Boom. You overcome with the word of God. How did Jesus overcome with the word of God, right? Well, he was the word of God, but he left his um, divineness you know, in, in heaven, he came to earth as a man, 
But how did he defeat the devil? It is written. It is written. It is written. Right? And then he would speak. Boom. Done. Okay. And that's what's available to you and me because we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ and God sent the spirit of his son to live, to dwell, not just to visit, but to habitate, to reside in every believer. Oh, it's so awesome. So you have his word, you have his name, and you have his spirit in you. You know, I'm going to, like I said, I'll probably spend the rest of my life really driving this home because this is something that... Christians have not understood. I mean, really and truly, when you understand Christ in you and you really meditate on that, I am telling you, I don't care what comes against you. Listen, it like I said, it doesn't mean that you'll never have a bad day or a sad day, but you will overcome. You saturate, saturate yourself with God's word. That's what's going to come out. You will be the pillar of strength. Why? Because you're going to let Christ live through you. Wow. I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost. Woo. Okay. This is one scripture that I tell you, you should put in front of you and keep it handy. Keep it in front of you. Put it on your fridge. Put it on your mirror in your bedroom or your bathroom or whatever. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is living and active. So when you speak God's word, you are giving life. I mean, listen, death and life is in the power of the tongue. We know that, right? The words that you speak, that you believe, you're going to have what you say when you believe what you say. That's Mark 11, 23. But Proverbs 18, 21 says that death and life is in the power of the words that you speak. You want to make sure that you, that your words are God's words. When you speak the word of God, Hebrews 4, 12, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword or sharper than any two-edged sword. You know, I wish I had a two-edged sword, but I think we all can, you know, picture what a two-edged sword looks like. Those tips that are so sharp, right? Mm, the word of God is sharper. That's awesome. That's powerful, right? Sharper than any two-edged sword, it pierces even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Well, guess what? Joints and marrow, that's your physical body. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That's why when you read the word of God, you'll see where you need help, where the areas that you need to be transformed. Because the word of God, literally, it, it, it shows you what's in your heart right? It judges. It shows you what's in your heart and what you need to do. Okay. This is so good. And then of course we have the written word. We have Jesus, right? We have his Holy Spirit, but we have the written word and you need to have the written word. You know, I know that there's some groups out there that, no, we don't need the word of God. You know, we'll just operate by the spirit. There's many spirits out there and Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. How are you going to know if it's God if you don't know his word? Your mind can never be renewed to have the mind of Christ unless you know the word of God. It can't because ugh, transformation comes by renewing your mind, right? You've got to make your mind new with God's word. You have his spirit, but that's spirit. But for it to be seen in your everyday life, your soul has to catch up, right? You've got to renew 
your mind with the word of God. Okay. In Romans 12, 2, it says, do not be conformed, right? Don't just go the way the world goes. Don't just think like the world and agree with the world because then that's the results that you get. People that go by their five senses, right? They're feeling, well, I don't feel. It's not even the I shoulds and the I shouldn'ts. It's the, uh, you know, no. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind with the word of God. Then, it, the scripture says, then you will be able to discern, right? Or see or recognize. You will, you will be able to discern. You will know. What is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God? How? By renewing your mind with God's word. Well, it says then you'll be able to know, right? Discern what is the good, pleasing, perfect will of God. Well, because the word of God is the will of God. So if you know the word of God, you'll know the will of God. It's that simple. It really is. God's word is God's will. A lot of people are like, well, I don't really know if it's God's will read his word. That's his will. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. So good. Jesus gave us his name, right? The name above every name, the name above everything that has a name and doesn't have a name, right? Jesus is above it all. Philippians, I'm sorry, Philippians 2 verses 8 to 11. It says, and being found in human form, he humbled himself, Jesus, humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him or given him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. When you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, you bring God the Father glory. God gets glorified. God the Father is glorified through his Son, right? Oh, how God loves his children. And of course, we want to be careful not to be flippant or just careless with the name of Jesus. Be very careful about that. That name is to be respected, revered, given the highest honor of every name, more than any name on the planet, right? Jesus is, the, the name of Jesus, the name, the word Jesus is the most powerful name. It is the most powerful word, and he is the word, but it's the most powerful word, Jesus, in the universe. And I shared this at a conference I was at last weekend, but recently, uh, gosh, I guess it was about a week ago, the Lord gave me a revelation about the name of Jesus and how every time when you say in the name of Jesus or you say, oh, Jesus, right? And how some people, every single time you even speak or mention the name Jesus, you know God is sitting at the right hand of the Father, but he stops. He's listening for what is coming next. Oh my goodness, you know, and then he gave me this vision of, you know, you could be walking down the street and say your name is um, Lucy. <laughs> no, say your name is Lucy, right? And all of a sudden somebody calls your name. Hey, Lucy, they might not even know you, but all of a sudden you stop because you hear your name and you're listening for what is coming next. 
whether they know you or whether they don't know you, right? And the Lord showed me Jesus is listening. It's like, remember the woman with the issue of blood, right? She, you know, and, and the Lord showed me this. She never touched Jesus, but her faith, you know, the power went out of him. But the point is, just like he stopped, you know, or he was walking, but faith came out of him, but he stops. Or when they said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped. Jesus stops when his name is mentioned. And I believe even in our hearts, because that woman said within herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, of Jesus's garment, you know, he wasn't now consciously aware that this woman was, but as soon as she touched him and he wasn't yet resurrected. But every time we mention the name Jesus and we have his spirit, he's listening for what is coming next. He's listening. He showed me that, you know, so we have got to be really careful. And the Lord showed me that when people are careless with the name of Jesus, you know, a lot of people say, in the name of Jesus, this, in the name of Jesus, that. And they're not even really paying attention to what they're saying. And they do it with an attitude of, well, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, oh, well. And God showed me that is why people don't see more healings and miracles. Because God knows who is serious and who really believes and who doesn't. You know, in John 6, 63, when he said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Well, the next verse after that said, Jesus said, but some of you don't believe me. And then it says, he knew those who didn't really believe. He knows when you really believe or you don't. Okay, the name of Jesus. Man, I'm, time is going quick here. Acts 3, 1 through 9. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the ninth hour. I'm sorry, at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate called Beautiful, or at the temple called Beautiful, to ask alms of those who would be entering. So they'd be asking money, this guy would be asking for money daily of those who would be entering the temple. So who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked alms of them, right? Or for money, that he asked them for money. And Peter, fastening his eyes on him with John, said, look at us. And he gave heed to them, or he paid attention to them, looked at them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And Peter took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately the man's feet and ankle bones received strength. But what if Peter never lifted him up? probably nothing would have happened. Granted, he said in the name of Jesus, but you got to put faith, you got to put action to that name. When you speak the name of Jesus, you got to know it's done and then you need to act in accordance that it's done. Oh, praise God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, right? And they knew that it was that man which sat asking for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder, right? Signs that make you wonder. They were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened to him. And as the lame man which was healed, um, which was healed, held Peter and John, he was holding on to them. All the people ran to them on the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And then when Peter saw it, he answered the people and he said, you men of Israel, why are you looking at us as if by our own holiness 
right? Or power, we made this man to walk, right? And then, and then Peter said in verse 16, by faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know has been made strong. It is Jesus's name and the faith that comes through him that has given this man complete healing in your presence. Whoa. So he said that a couple times, right? That's so awesome. And then we know that God gave us his spirit. He didn't give it to everybody. He did not give his spirit to everybody. He gave it to those who would receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior, right? Mm. So God loves you and me so much that he gave us, you know, he died for us, right? What is this good news gospel that we need to be sharing with people? I mean, it's the truth. Jesus, he, he came down from heaven, right? And he walked and lived among us, right? It says the word became flesh and dwelt among us, right? And he taught us about God's love and about God's kingdom. He also demonstrated what a child of God could do here on the earth. That is so powerful. He demonstrated the kingdom of God here on the earth and what a son of God filled with the Holy Spirit could do. That's you and me here today. We are here in Jesus's um, stead, right? He's, in, in other words, he's in heaven. We're here. His spirit is at work in us just the way the Holy Spirit was at work in Jesus. Jesus has given us everything we need to be more than conquerors, to live victoriously, and to overcome anything that the devil tries to throw at us, right? Jesus gave us his spirit. He gave us his word, his name, and his spirit so that you could have the faith and speak and quench every fiery dart of the enemy with the word of God, with the name of Jesus, and with by his Holy Spirit in you. This is so powerful. And Jesus said in John 14, 12, truly, truly, like Jesus even needed to say truly, right? He always told the truth. But truly, truly, he's saying, listen, I tell you, whoever believes in me, will also do the works that I am doing. He will do even greater than these because I'm going to the Father. You know, Jesus allowed himself to be beaten to the point of death on a cross so that you and I could be made whole. This is also part of the good news of the gospel, right? He died not just to save us from our sins, but so that we could be set free from the grip of the enemy. So we could um, not, you know, so that we didn't have to go to hell. We could be delivered from every form of captivity, sin, right? So much of, so many of us were slaves to sin. He set us free. We are no longer slaves to sin, but we have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to, to the kingdom of light. And anybody who wants that can have that gift. You know, it was free for us, but not for Jesus. He paid the ultimate price with his life in his own blood to save us and to set us free. Oh my gosh. Praise the Lord. This is the good news, right? And, you know, as soon as he went to the whipping post by his stripes and he took those stripes for us, we, we were healed, right? Isaiah 52, 14, not only that, but he was also beaten so badly that he was unrecognizable. He allowed himself to go through all of this. God the Father allowed his son to go through this for you and me and for all who would 
come after that, after us, even, you know, just forever at all those who believe in Jesus. So Isaiah 52, 14 says, but many were amazed when they saw him. His face was so disfigured, he seemed hardly human. And from his appearance, one would scarcely know he was a man. Oh my goodness. That's Isaiah 52, 14. You can read that for yourself. And then Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was wounded, wounded for our transgressions or rebellion. He was bruised for our iniquities or sins, right? The chastisement or punishment for our peace was on him, right? And by his stripes, we were healed. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Oh my gosh. Galatians 4, 6, right? After Jesus was died, buried, and resurrected, now God would send the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of the son to live in every single believer. Galatians 4, 6. And because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Romans 8, 9 says, you, however, are controlled not by the flesh, but by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, right? The Spirit of God. If the Spirit of God lives in you. Now get this. If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Wow. Okay, you want that? Again, that is Romans 8, 9. So if you, if Christ does not live in you, you are none of his. Okay. Romans 8 talks so much about the Holy Spirit in you you need to go and read, you need to go and read it, right? So to live more than a conqueror in Christ, you've got to be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. I'm telling you, this is, otherwise you would be like the person who just built their house on the sand. And then when the storms, right? And all and the storms of life and everything come, you fall, you fall. But if you build your house, which is you on the rock, on the rock, which is Jesus Christ and his word, when the storms of life come, you are going to stand strong. You are going to overcome. You are going to live victoriously because you are more than a conqueror in Christ and him in you because you have his word in you. You have his name and you have his spirit. Oh, glory to God. In Matthew 7, 24 to 29, Jesus said, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise like a person who builds his house on solid rock. It says, though the rain, he said, though the rain comes in torrents and floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on the bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Well, guess what? He's talking about you and me, right? We got to get the word of God in us strong. So when the storms of life come, things come around, you will be strong. You will stand firm. You will not collapse. You will not go down. Mm. When Jesus finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching for he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. We are just about out of time, but I want to mention uh, one more scripture to you. James 1, 23 to 25 says, For anyone who hears the word but does not carry it out is like a man who looks 
at his face in the mirror and after seeing himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom, right, into Christ, and continues to do so, not being a forgetful hearer, but an effective doer, he will be blessed in what he does. Glory to God. You know, because Christ um, living in you by his Holy Spirit, when you actually look into a mirror, pay attention to this. You should see the image of Jesus looking back at you. I want you to really think about this and imagine this daily. When you look in the mirror, see Christ looking back at you because that's who lives in you. That's who you want the devil to see. Not you, but Christ. Right? So, you know, I said this at the conference last weekend that if Christ is in you, right, that's your identity. It's Christ. Christ in you. That's your identity. That's who you really are. You belong to Christ. He paid the price for you, right? You belong to him. His Holy Spirit lives in you. When the devil comes looking for you and says, what's your name? You need to say Jesus. He needs to see Jesus. And then he won't even be asking. He'll, you know, or he might try. He tried with Jesus too, right? But you'll overcome because you are an overcomer and you are more than a conqueror through Christ who lives and dwells, resides, abides. He doesn't just visit you. He moved in. He's in you. So anyway, we are out of time tonight, but I just want to say that I hope that this has been a blessing to you tonight. I'm sure it has because it's the word of God and that's the word that matters. Not my word, God's word. He confirms his word. So I just want to thank you for tuning into the broadcast tonight. Make sure that you share this everywhere you can on social media. Share this with people and let's advance God's kingdom together. I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name, and I'll see you next time. All right. Good night, everybody.